welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to uh, <laughs> episode seven of the Karen Kenny Show. I'm with, my nose is so itchy, you guys. I Look, I don't really have allergies, allergies. Like, they think I'm allergic to penicillin because my sister Kim, <laughs> they gave it to her when she was a little kid and they almost fucking killed her. Um, so we always say, I'm allergic to penicillin, but actually I have no idea and I don't know if there's an actually fun or safe way to find out. <laughs> but it is springtime. Spring is a coming here in New England and something keeps tickling at my nose. So I apologize for the little, uh, <laughs> the vigorous rubbing that you might see in this episode. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Uh -uh. Weirdo alert. All right. Here's the thing, you guys. Episode seven. This is what we're going to talk about, you guys. So we're going to talk about, okay, I'll call it uh, maybe not just looking for the help it, not just being the change, but becoming the helper. Ooh, maybe that's what we'll call it. Becoming the helper. So here's the deal. Um, my sweetie, we were downstairs earlier today. And I was on my phone. I was waiting for my water to boil or to, you know, heat up or whatever for the, for the, the thing, the drink that I was making or whatever. And, uh, and all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, <laughs> he said to me, I can always tell when you're looking at an animal online. <laughs> so whether it's a story about an animal, a picture, a video, whatever, like whenever he hears that particular tone or sound come out of my big fat mouth, he knows I'm looking at some sort of a furry, fuzzy, feathered, um, or fishy <laughs> critter of some kind. And he was right. I was like, oh my God. And cause he knows I have such a deep, deep, deep affinity and love and protective kind of nature around when it comes to animals and stuff like that. So we were just kind of talking about these things that I love, uh, which kind of snow snowballs into these causes and stuff that I love. And so we were just kind of thinking about the things that light up my heart, that I'm passionate about, that I feel purposeful about, whatever. And I started thinking about one of the guys on my spiritual team. There's several of them, but he's the first one that popped into mind when it came to this. And I was thinking about Mr. Rogers himself. You guys know who I'm talking about. PBS, Mr. Rogers, put on his little sweaters and his little, eh, his little shoes, little sneakers. <laughs> I just loved him so much, you guys. Mr. Rogers has been instrumental like principal key player in so many little kids healing journey. Mr. Rogers was sometimes, I, I talk about it like this, right? Sometimes when we go out into the world, I say to my, my clients, I say to myself to remind myself, right? For the quality of my speech, be vigilant for the quality of my thoughts, words, and actions, the quality of my speech, because you might be the only gospel that somebody hears that day. Mm, 
You might be the only gospel that somebody hears that day. And Mr. Rogers, part of his ministry, part of his gospel was letting millions of kids all over the planet know that we were likable, that we were lovable, just the way we are. Ugh. So I was thinking about Mr. Rogers today, and he tells this great story about how um, when he was a little kid and scary things would happen in the world, bad things would happen in the world, right? He would look to his mom and his mom would always say to him, look for the help is which is a great way of what she was saying is instead of focusing on the bad people, quote unquote, bad people, the bad things, the tragedy, the trauma, the drama, whatever was happening, it's so easy to become paralyzed and overwhelmed by the fear, the terrible thing that has happened in the world. And look, our world right now is really in a place of like, ha, huh, overwhelming anxiety, fear, whatever, because we're bombarded like every single day by crazy shit happening, right? And his mom used to say to him, look to the help is, look for the help is, because it's in them that we can see people who are actually being ambassadors of love, ambassadors of peace. They're people who are putting it on the line and they're getting out there and they're taking action and they're doing things. And I thought this was really powerful. Look for the help is, and this is how she would try to comfort her little son. And I thought this is beautiful. So when I'm online, right, you know how I was joking about he can always tell when I see a little animal or something like that, but he can also tell when I'm watching videos about people, places, organizations, or whatever, who are doing really cool things in the world because inevitably you'll hear me go, sweetie, I just have to show you this real quick. <laughs> so he's kind of used to me kind of bombarding him with like positive love stories. Because look, you guys, it's so fucking easy nowadays to get caught up in all the places and all the ways that things are going wrong. It's so easy to look at everything from the planet to the government, to the banks, to the religion, to the mass shootings, to the murder, to the sex trafficking, to the animal abuse, factory farming, like the hate things, um, you know, the Me Too movement. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying bringing awareness. So we have so much of this churning right now. White supremacy, right? Institutionalized, um, you know, white privilege and like everything. There's just like, there's so much that's being dug up. As I would say in like my program where we talk about your story to your glory, this is the part I say, there's a lot of tilling of the soil right now. We are getting down to some truths, some mud, some dirt, some roots, some grubs. You know, we're, we're looking, we're looking and we're being exposed to a lot of stuff, which is very powerful. But at the same time, if you are not spiritually prepared, if you don't got some tools in your tool belt, it can be like, oh my God, do I use a fucking hammer here? Do I use a Phillips? Do I use a flathead? What size wrench do I need? Like, it can be a little overwhelming, first of all, if you don't know what tool to use, but if you don't have any tools. So right now, we're being called upon, right, to gather some tools if you haven't already been doing it. But look, a lot of us, have been collecting tools for a long time. And it's time to stop looking to the other people as the help is. And it's time for us to take our tool belts and our tool kits and for us to become, to embody being the helpers, to actually pick up those tools that we have uh, gathered over the years and put those suckers to work. So we're being called right now to step up. So like just, just last night alone, like yesterday alone, okay? So first of all, a lot of what I'm called to speak out about um, is um, animal stuff, right? That, that's my thing. Like my spiritual team from the time I was a little kid, you know, I, I was telling a friend the other day, like when I was a little kid, 
I was wicked sensitive, first of all, like who wasn't, right? A lot of us were, but I was a really sensitive little kid. And I can remember the first time I saw things on the TV during the, um, um, it was during the civil rights movement. And I saw white dudes in like uniforms hosing crowds of African-Americans, black people, right? And I remember standing in the living room crying and my mother trying to explain to me what was going on. And I just kept saying, it's not fair. It's not fair. Why are they doing that? It like hurt me. It like hurt me in the deepest part of myself. And I've never liked, right, animal cruelty. Like I was a kid who was obsessed with animals, right? Obsessed with animals. And I would watch like Jack Cousteau. Who here remembers the Jack Cousteau show? Oh my God, I love watching him underwater, like exploring. But then like the wild world, the wild kingdom of Omaha or the wild world of Omaha, whatever the thing was, right? And I would be obsessed watching these shows about animals. And it would always come to the pot where like the, the lion was going to eat the cheetah or somebody was going to eat the little baby gazelle. And I would just be sobbing like, why does he have to hurt him, right? I've never liked to see cruelty. I never liked to see meanness. And I understand, I understand in the natural world, like with the animals, they got to eat too. Like I get it as an adult, but it's just a little kid. I just remembered feeling like I didn't like bullying. I didn't like meanness. I didn't, I never, to this day, I still don't like practical jokes. I think practical jokes are stupid and mean. <laughs> I'm not somebody who like, I don't like to watch videos of people getting hurt or being confused or like, oh, I ate all your candy <laughs> or scaring people. I know some people love that and they're like, lighten up, get over it. But for whatever reason, I'm just really sensitive to other people's suffering. And I'm like, I don't like to watch that shit. But here's my whole point, okay? It's like, so I, I've just always been really um, sensitive to things and I've always wanted to help. And sometimes I will admit, like over the years, my chronic, <laughs> my chronic and compulsive um, desire to be helpful can sometimes come across as uh, pushy or <laughs> getting in the way or bossy, but it's never really my intention, right? So I have much better boundaries now around those things. But here's the thing. At some point, I didn't want to sit on the sidelines anymore. It's one thing to look out into the world and to see people doing things that are really powerful and really incredible and admiring them for it and respecting them for it and donating to their causes. And it's another thing to get your ass off the bench and get in the game. And you starting to use your voice, your platform, your resources, whatever, to level the playing field or to do a shout out or to send time or money to volunteer, like whatever the thing is. And I think we're being called now more than ever. Right? As Ram Das, I always say this, as Ram Das beautifully says, we're all just walking each other home. And the only way that we go home, you guys, is we go together. We have to kind of step up for each other and speak up when it's necessary and do the right thing. Right? And so this is really a call to just kind of take a look around you. Like last night, like I posted this video at like, I don't know, it was like midnight or something like that. But Dwayne Wade um, in his final year, like he's, he's retiring from basketball, right? And so I saw this beautiful video about how he was exchanging jerseys with like all these people, uh, these players, right? As he's retiring, like, he gives them one of his jerseys, they take one of his and they're signed and they write little notes and it's beautiful. But it was like this surprise thing where they brought him to this arena and he, it was like his five last jerseys that he was gonna collect. And they were all from people that he had helped. Like powerful, beautiful stories and he had no idea. And I'm watching this thing and I'm just like sobbing. Right. And I can just look, I have a list. I have a list of causes that I love, people that I love. My friend Zach Scow of Molly's Mutts out in um, California. 
And he also has this powerful program. So he rescues dogs. Uh, he has rescued pigs, he's got like horses and stuff like that. But he also has this beautiful program called Positive Change. And what he does is he takes these dogs off of what I would call death row, right? Dogs that are going to be euthanized. He pulls them out of shelters. And he's created a program where he goes into prisons and he brings the dogs into the prisons. And these, these people who have been incarcerated, and it's mostly been um, men, men's prisons right now, it's like the dogs and the men get rehabilitated together. It is the most powerful and beautiful program. And I, I am so behind this program. Like, I love it so much. I'm actually going to have Zach on the podcast, you guys. I'm so excited to have him on my show. Like, what a thing. My friend Melissa Hannon, Peace and Paws Dog Rescue, she's going to be on the show too. Her and her husband have rescued over like 3,000 dogs, you guys, in the last 10 years. Like, unbelievable. My friend Jordan David, episode four, right? Conscious Muscle. He's doing incredible work in the world. And look, I don't have the means or the acreage or like the ability right now to stop my own animal sanctuary, but I'm telling you, you guys, where I'm going in my life, ultimately, that's going to be one of the things I believe. Now, I always say my spiritual team might have a different setup for me, but I just know at some point in my life, like, you know, I always wanted to be Dr. Doolittle when I was a little kid. I always wanted to help the animals. So I'm always trying to find ways now where I can proactively participate. And until I can have my own maybe little sanctuary or whatever, I'm going to support the people that are doing it for me. Like I'm vicariously living through them. My friend Suzanne DeBuse, who is the CEO of the Jean Geiger Crisis Center down in Newburyport, Massachusetts, right? She does incredible work to try to help domestic violence and domestic violence against women, creating these incredible programs that get the guns out of hands and protect women and blah, blah, blah. She's also going to be on the show at some point. But what I'm saying, you guys, is we can all play a role. These people that I just talked about, like we're highlighting what they're doing in the world. And it's very exciting but we can all play a powerful pot. So this is where I wanna encourage you to like take a look around. The first thing we have to do, right? I always say before we can heal the world, right? The work we gotta be doing is healing ourselves. And that's why I do spiritual mentoring. That's why I help people and work with them in group coaching and one-to-one. Because here's what I know, happy people tend not to hurt people. And then beyond that, once happy people get healthy and they heal themselves and they get right, they often have a natural instinct to send the elevator back down and help some other brothers and sisters come up. And whether you're helping brothers and sisters of the human kind or the animal kind or the environmental kind, right? Helping the planet. Like it's such powerful work. So we have so many incredible examples around us. Like um, Mr. Rogers' mom says, look for the helpers. But it's not enough anymore to look for the helpers. We have to become the helpers. So in episode five, I talked about um, Jesus, right? And so I know a lot of people get like weird about like that. So again, you can think about Jesus as a mystical figure, as a mythological figure, if you don't want to look at him in the religious way. But Jesus was all about helping his brothers and sisters. I think, amen, we can all agree to that, okay? And so I was talking about how some, some points in our spiritual journey, you know, we're looking to these people, these saints or sages or great masters or whatever who came before us, and we're looking to them for inspiration. Like, I want to be like this, right? I want to be like this. 
And I'm like, yeah, but then there comes a tipping point where it's not just like, I want to be like this. It's I want to be this. I want to embody this. And this is the phase of my life that I'm stepping into where I'm not waiting around for somebody else to show me the way. I'm going to make a way. And sometimes there's going to be obstacles, but I know with God, I can do anything. With my spiritual team, I can do anything. With my human angels on the planet, I can do anything. And I will make a way where there is no way. Mm, I will make a way where there is no way. I know that I don't have to rely on my own strength to do this. So I'm being called to do this, but partly I'm also being called to say, use my big fat mouth and invite you into this process of being the helper, being the change. Like Gandhi said, we have to be the change that we wish to see in the world. So get out a piece of paper, get a pen, pause, get quiet, and just start to write down what are some causes that are really important to you? You know, what are some things that are really important to you? I've done different events over the years where all of a sudden I'll be called to like, shit, I got to shine a light on this. Like either something comes into my consciousness or something happens in the world and I'm like, I'm going to do an event. I'm going to help raise money for this because that's one of the ways that I know how to help. I know how to use my big mouth. I know how to use my platform. I can do social media shout outs. I can't always give my personal time or my personal money, right? I can't always give as much as I'd want to, but you guys, it takes me a second to hit the fucking share button on Instagram or the share button or the like button or a shout out. It takes two seconds. Our being helpers doesn't always have to mean that we're down on the front lines with the picket sign, but we can help spread the word. We can write letters to the congressman. Right? We can invite people who maybe haven't had a voice onto our show and give them a voice. We can support our brothers and sisters who are trying to do it by amplifying what's already being done. So I want you to take that piece of paper and that pen and just kind of sit with yourself for a little bit. And if your adult mind is getting in the way and it won't let you um, like come up with causes or things, right? maybe you are thinking, like me, I'm an animal activist, right? Once in a while, I do stuff for um, also for uh, eradication of violence. I'm really big into nonviolence, and that nonviolence has come across through doing um, fundraisers for um, people who have sick children. I've done fundraisers for uh, animal associations, you know, SPCAs and stuff like that, rescues. I've done stuff about awareness around having discussions around race, nonviolence, and race in, 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 you know, in our world. I've done stuff about... Um, did I already say raising uh, domestic violence and stuff like that against women? So I know what I feel called to speak on. I know what my causes are. I know where I can be helpful. And I'm always willing to get inspired about something new. But you might be about women's rights or you might be about like speaking up for kids who um, need advocates in the court system. You might be about sex trafficking. You might be about the environment. Like you might, your instructions might be create this program or start this nonprofit or send 25 bucks to this person. But you're not gonna know what you're called to do if you don't pause and start to pay attention. Like where do you wanna be more purposeful? And I remember that was one of the most powerful things about my interview with my friend Jordan when he said that, you know, money doesn't do it for me. Fame doesn't do it for me. Fame and fortune on his thing. He said, I have to know that I have a purpose. And he said the way that his life went up until that point, he always had to be a taker. And at some point he's like, I needed to be purposeful and know that I was making a difference in the world and I wanted to become a giver. And you guys like, ooh, that's so important. 
So how do you want to give? Where do you want to shine a light on something that's happening in the world? Maybe you want to have clean water for people. Maybe it's save the whales or save the ocean. Maybe it's speaking up about um, eating disorders and, and the way that culture and society is trying to make us understand about what's acceptable for beauty. Like you guys, there's a gazillion ways that you can step into the role of being a helper, of being a helper. So I want you to really just kind of sit with that. And I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to hear like, how are you being called? How are you being called? Like what is like pulling your attention? Right. And you'll know just by like, if you, if you go online and you notice the stories that you like, right. The videos that you love when you're like, Oh my God, I want to raise awareness for cancer. I want to raise awareness for multiple sclerosis. I want to, you know, do this walk where I raise money for this thing. But it's not enough anymore to sit your ass on the couch and wait for everybody else to fix shit. Number one, the way that we fix and heal is first by doing our own personal work, right? The healing of the world happens by us first healing our minds. But then inspiration to action comes in. It's not enough anymore, you guys, for thoughts and prayers, right? And I don't have a problem. Like I, I, I have a deep reverence for thoughts and prayers because I think changing your thoughts changing your stories is how you change your life and you help change other people's lives. And I think in A Course in Miracles, we say prayers are the medium of miracles. So I do, do believe in thoughts and prayers. But look, if you have a friend who just had somebody they love die, it's one thing to write thoughts and prayers on their Facebook page versus sending a personal handwritten note telling you that you love them and that you're there for them. It's one thing to write thoughts and prayers thinking of you, condolences, on Facebook or Instagram and actually making the fucking casserole and driving it to their house. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a difference between showing up and saying, do you need help doing some laundry? Do you want me to walk the dog? Do you need me to watch your kids versus thoughts and prayers? Because one of the things that's happened with social media is in a way it has made us spiritually lazy. It's allowed us to just send a text or to send a little note and then not do anything beyond that. And I always say to like my clients, I'm like, look, if you say to somebody, I'm going to pray for you, you're in my thoughts and prayers, you had better, you had better stop, hit the pause button, sit your ass down, close your eyes, whatever you do, and actually do it. So we're being called forth to take action, not just talk the talk anymore. We've got to walk the walk. So this isn't about making me, me making you or trying to feel bad. This isn't, I'm not wagging my finger at you. You guys, this is an inspired invitation to start to say like, what do I want to do? I look back here at Oprah, right? Beautiful Oprah, how she started those schools for girls in other countries. People who send books to people who are in prison, you know, like really powerful Dharma books, like spiritual books, like learning, you know, people who like create like they just gather the resource because something touches their heart. That divine spark in their heart where they know that they're no different than their brothers and sisters and that our interests are not separate. And we all need each other to walk each other home. And that's one of the things I'm hoping to do with this podcast is to invite people on who are doing incredible work in the world. My guest this month, you guys, is my friend Susan X. Jane, who um, we're going to talk all about um, race and culture 
and systemized racism and how it's all like intertwined in this world that we live in. And there's things that we don't even look at. We don't even know as white people how good we have it, like the privilege that we have and how so many of our systems, and it's such, it's gonna be so enlightening you guys and so educating and I hope that you tune in because this is one of my things too, right? You know, it makes me sad that I have friends of color who are afraid to come to my house in New Hampshire because they don't know what's gonna happen between there and getting here because their reality, my beautiful friends, is different than my reality. And these are things that I wanna shine a light on because we need to start looking at things because this is the only way that we're gonna change and that the world around us is gonna change. So, you know, whether again, it's our human friends or our animal friends, our brothers and sisters, uh, we all have to start looking at like, well, what's my role in this? How can I be a helpful, help, helpa, <laughs> a helpa? How can I take action? So again, you guys, I don't want to just be talking at you. I want to invite you into the conversation. So if you um, know where to find me, you can always find me at Karen Kenny Live, L-I-V-E. That's on Instagram. That's on Facebook. It's on Twitter, LinkedIn. Like I'm pretty easy to find. You can also go to my website and hit me up on my contact page there. Uh, you can go to iTunes, subscribe if you want to stay in touch. There's like a gazillion ways you know, to stay in touch with me. But I want to hear, I want to hear how this landed in you. And I want to hear the causes that are near and dear to your heart. And look, it might be, it might be something that doesn't even exist yet, but you're inspired. You're like, I want to do this, right? I want to get my, myself committed and involved in making a change in this area. And I'd love to hear how you want to participate, what your spiritual team is whispering in your ear and where you're feeling called to go next, right? Maybe it's like doing a program we are helping kids to express themselves through dance and movement, right? My friend Meg is, is like dreaming of doing this thing. It's like, I love sharing storytelling, giving people an opportunity to not only tell their stories, but to rewrite their stories so that they find their own freedom and healing so they can become unburdened in light and light workers and helpers in the world. You know what I'm saying, you guys? This is a powerful opportunity. And I hope you will join me on the ride. I hope you'll keep tuning in. I appreciate you so much. Like I get half hour out of your day is a long time. And the fact that you choose to spend some of that time with me, it means so much to me. It makes me so happy. So, so much of the work that I do is inspired by my own past, right? Losing my mom when I did and how I did. And I've just always wanted to be a helper. And this is actually one of the reasons also why I do this podcast, because I'm hoping in some way that I'm adding some value to your life, that I'm sharing something that maybe, um, you know, not necessarily influences you, but, you know, inspires you or lights a spark or an idea that makes you say, oh, me too. Like, I want to do this too. Or um, I didn't know that. Or I, I'm not, I always say, I'm not telling you what to think, but I'm inviting you into the possibility that there's a different way of thinking and there's a different way of being in the world. Um, so that's it, my brothers and sisters. Thank you so much for tuning in. I see you and I appreciate you. I celebrate you and I love you. Until next time, be well wherever you go. May it be a blessing. Bye. Hey, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days.
these days. And let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.